0: welcome to the everyday Saint where young Catholics inspire young Catholics as we're all grasping towards heaven while walking on earth as everyday saints thank you for listening I'm your host Eve Rosemary and let's get started because there's so much goodness to share do you think that God can laugh
1: I I would think so um, I don't know what basis I can I I can, know, I can, I know. I I can like base off like like of a, I don't know what uh, <laughs> what kind of uh, authority, not authority, but um, <laughs> professionalism that I could come with. But uh, I would love to think that he can, of course. Um, I'd, uh, I'd like to, you know, imagine Jesus with his disciples, with his, with his apostles, and um, you know, they said that they they sat down, and reclined to eat uh, uh, together. You know, and when I think of reclining to eat with my friends, I think of enjoying the time and mm-hmm. uh, having good conversation and laughing. Uh, over the joys of life and whatnot, and I, I would, I would think that, uh, Jesus was right there with them, um, in that conversation, in that joy, um, and so I would, I would think that if Jesus can laugh, then God can laugh, too.
0: Yeah. That would be really awkward if Jesus just, like, couldn't laugh, <laughs> like, if it, like, you're just, like, having yeah. a conversation <laughs> with him, you know, like, in 0 AD, well, yeah. I guess it would be 0, but anyways, um... And you make a joke, and he's just like, yeah. nothing. <laughs> that would be kind of funny. Uh,
1: yeah, as if I was an apostle at that point, I would just, I'd be uncomfortable to laugh myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, maybe, maybe there's there's some good in, in not laughing, but that I, I can't imagine 30 years without laughing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, or even if you think about it, like, Jesus had to have such a charisma mm-hmm. that somehow he was able to, you know, like, convince people in the matter of, like, a two-minute conversation to leave everything that they had and follow him. Like, he must yeah. have, like, I feel like that's evidence of, like, who he is and... Um, his personableness but he, also He had to
1: be a joy divinity. to be around.
0: Yeah. Right, yeah. right. For people to like that's people are attracted to the things that are, you know, good, true and beautiful. And obviously mm-hmm. Jesus would have been all of those things. So there must have he must have had like something about him like yeah. that. And I can't imagine him not partaking in, in a laughter. Yeah. And and I mean that was just the curiosity. word
1: the word blessed is like the happiness of God yeah uh, oh. that's uh I guess I think there might be more technical definition but that's I think what it sums down to is the the joyfulness of God or the happiness of God um and so like when we are blessed that's us being able to share in his happiness and so um, you know when we like feeling the feeling that blessedness like um, I think that we can kind of get a glimpse of what God feels, what, what God can experience,
0: right? Yeah, yeah I would think so. Yeah. I think it's a really beautiful way to look at it. I didn't know. I wonder if that would make sense, like Blessed Virgin Mary. That's what I was piecing yeah. those together. Um, Shares
1: in the happiness of sure. God.
0: That's cool to think of. Yeah. Shares in the happiness of God, Mary. It's a long title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing I just said blessed. I <laughs> really like that. Um, what other ways, like, have you been able to connect with God in that, like, um, that joyful way? Like, maybe there's, like, a specific way. Like, do you have, like, a specific way of prayer or devotion that leads you closer to God?
1: Um, I, I really like praying with people um, mm-hmm. or just being... In the presence of the Lord with people um, so you know like seeing seeing that community together um, is probably something that I enjoy and so um, you know we'll, we'll go to adoration together and um, I was able to put on a couple of weeks ago uh, midnight adoration
0: right. and
1: um, I invited some people to go and uh, we, we took some shifts and um, just kind of seeing us work together in order to, I mean, do what's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was not not so much like uh, joyful, but like um, you know that it's fulfilling. You know that it's uh, like I knew that it was. Um, we're working together for for the good of all of us, the good of mm-hmm. and the good of the Lord, um, but also. Um, I don't know. Can you ask your question again? <laughs> Let's I, see if I... Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: um, I can ask it again, or I have a follow-up question. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Follow-up.
0: Okay. Um, have you... Like, how do you get around the... I don't Maybe you haven't experienced this, just because mm-hmm. I know you're such a, a, a people person. <laughs> but sometimes it can be intimidating to ask your friends and, like, invite them into moments of prayer or... You know you don't always know where someone is in their faith and inviting them to those things how do you kind of get over that hurdle or that mental yeah um, mental ability to wait what not courage the opposite timidness maybe yeah sure yeah I'll Um, go with
1: that (laughs) like little little nervousness before
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um knowing where your friends are and I'm yes i have I have that <laughs> i'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that uh I can get around that um I know some people that can uh mm-hmm. that will walk into a group of people uh no matter where they are and just be like, "Hey, you guys, can I talk about Jesus for a second <laughs> um and I'm like, i am not that <laughs> yeah, yeah um i I mean I can do that with my friends um with well i mean I guess even just some of my friends not even all of my friends mm-hmm. um but you know i i'm i'm not going to say that i'm that i have that ability uh to just jump into it um but you know i uh if i if i see if i see the opportunity to um that i i enjoy it so much that i like i'm going to i'm going to um turn it to like the life of a saint or something like that just because um i like that's what I like to do. It's, it's what we like to do. Um, and so it's so easy here where there's um, so many Catholics mm-hmm. around um, and everybody everybody has a story about a saint or everybody has a story about uh, their own prayer. Um, but uh, would I say I'm very great at uh, inviting people to Mass or inviting people into prayer? Not really. But something I'm really good at is inviting people into service. Um, and uh, that's that's another thing I I really value is uh, like serving the church. Like, um, we're here, we are able to serve. Um, and so I have I I am an usher here at the Abbey. Um, and so when I can, um, you know wh- whatever mass I'm going to, like I'll jump up and I'll will uh, uh do the ushering. Responsibility, take on the ushering responsibilities. Um, jump on to serve when I can. Uh, I we've done Eucharistic processions, and um, and I I'm a knight of Columbus, um, and so that's a that's a really easy way to to um, implore that to to um, find the community to find servers to service. Um, and so we do eucharistic processions, and they need canopy bearers. They need a ban like people to carry banners, get people to set up uh, altars and whatnot. And um, I think that's one of the things I value most in um, in finding people uh, to do things with. Uh, is like, hey, can you help me with this? Uh, let's let's go. Let's go uh, serve the Lord in in mass. Let's go serve the Lord in in his procession. Um, and whatnot, and so I'm very good at that. Um, I wouldn't, I w- but I probably wouldn't say that I'm I'm very good in just jumping into, uh, like jumping into prayer with people, um, and 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 starting there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely get what get where you're coming from, and maybe, maybe to start out, it's like easier to ask people for like small things. So maybe yeah. it's like. Saying the meal prayer all together before you eat, and like starting out with like those little things, and then, you know, eventually after like they see your example and you've connected a little bit more, inviting them to the bigger things, mm-hmm. or even like the little things of service, like just those are way of planting seeds and inviting them to an environment where their yeah. faith could flourish. Exactly, too is also important, but yeah, yeah it can be intimidating too because you never know what they're gonna say or if they'll they think that you're weird but then it just comes down to like who would i rather disappoint like mm-hmm. god or this this friend of mine that you know we might not even be friends in a couple months from now yeah um, but yeah well just i was choosing those
1: i was so glad to find out that my roommate's father a deacon because oh. at first i was like i don't know if my roommate is catholic yeah. I don't know if either of my roommates are Catholic. So I want to ask them when they're going to Mass this weekend but I don't know if they're going to Mass this weekend. Mm. And so I was sitting there in in, you know, my uh just kinda like that nervous like timidness and I'm like, hmm, how do I how do I go about this? How do I do I just go right out and say, Do you want to go to Mass together? Um or do I kind of, you know, should I come up with some sort of scheme to find out if they're Catholic, to find out how, <laughs>
0: um,
1: <laughs> you know, uh, to test the waters? Um, but then uh, I met my roommate's father, and uh, he introduced himself as deacon. And I was like, Ah, yes, sweet. The <laughs> yes. waters, the waters clear. I know exactly how we're what we're doing. Um, so, you know, that was that was one way to. to to, f- to figure out to figure out the waters
0: thing <laughs> yeah yeah do you do you feel like you often find yourself like trying to figure out if they're catholic before you invite them to things or is it better to just like straight up invite them to something without any prior knowledge
1: yeah um i don't know if i have that was probably the first time in a while that I've had like that problem.
0: Yeah, um, we don't like, really have it at Benedictine, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody everybody around
1: here is Catholic and that's that's great. Right. Um uh but you know, like I have invited people to mass and then they've said, Oh, I'm not Catholic, uh or I don't I don't participate, um, or whatnot, um, but like I I have made that decision to to invite them anyways and you know ask them to go with me and it's been successful a couple of times. Um, but yeah, I would say that no, I still have I still have that timidness. That's like, can yeah. I, yeah, should I? Should, I? should I? I?
0: Heart's pounding. Yeah. Like, exactly. What, will you? I, um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, with that, like when when someone says like. You know like oh i don't i'm not catholic or something like that what is your response from there like do you still try and invite them knowing that yeah um or yeah how do you navigate
1: maybe this isn't the best response but i mean immediately i go oh okay, that's okay that's that's fine (laughs) that's fine you know like i i respect that but i'm like wait a minute maybe maybe that's not the best answer maybe i Mm -hmm. should be like oh like cool like maybe i should open that up into a conversation um, like maybe see a little more where they're, where they're, where they come from or whatnot. Um, but I guess that would, that's my like immediate response is just to maybe, yeah, maybe be away. a little bit apologetic and back away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe there's, maybe there's a better way to go about it. What, what would you say? Mm. Like, what, what could we do better about that?
0: Right. Well, it's interesting to me to think like it that we have to feel apologetic about it. Like, I think, I don't think it should be that way. Mm -hmm. That, like, you should be able to invite somebody to something without feeling the need to apologize or, like, that you're going to step on any toes just by inviting them to something that you're taking part of. I definitely would say that the, the wrong way to respond to that would be, like, oh, well, that's, like, you know, like, kind of, like, brush them off but like in a disrespectful way of like a oh so you know whatever (laughs) um but i would i would say maybe asking them questions i wouldn't straight up just be like oh well you should come with me anyway like i wouldn't get to the point where you can say like oh you should come with me anyways like that would Mm -hmm. be the the end goal of like oh i know you're not catholic but this is something i really love i think you might benefit from it or i'd love to show you this like an invitation just to show them with no like oh you're gonna get baptized at this too yeah. like you're you know it's just like a open invite of this is something that i love and something that has really benefited my life so i want you to have that experience like i want to have that experience with you mm-hmm. i think might be the a good way to phrase that or just, yeah, just saying, like, you know, if you're curious or some, something like that, open it up. But I would definitely maybe start by, if they say, like, oh, I'm not Catholic, asking them if, like, what they believe in and maybe go from there. I think questions go a long way in those kind of conversations versus just assuming right away yeah. and then getting to the root of either what they believe, you know, why they believe it, uh if they respond in a way that's very anti-Catholic, finding out why that is, um, because maybe they had some experience in the past that led them away from the church or makes them very opposed to joining the church. And a lot of times that has to do with the people in the church. Mm-hmm. And so even if you don't get the opportunity to invite them that day, or they don't say yes that day, like don't be discouraged by that because... A lot of times I think we, like the best way to evangelize is to have this friendship and then go from there. And sometimes we know that we want to have this conversation with a friend about the faith, but you're just waiting for the right moment. And then all of a sudden this moment comes where they ask a question or something like that. And we think like, this is my one shot. I have to say everything in this one conversation and convert them now. While in reality, like conversion is an ongoing process. So allow them to ask the questions that they need to ask, ask the questions that you need to ask, not to directly be like, well, you know, we're Catholics and we, we eat Jesus and, you know, like go into that way and like all the, the like theological depths of it, but asking questions from, from the front of, I'm trying to understand who you are. And because I can understand how you think and how you process things, now I can continue to help instead of just relying all on that one conversation know that like especially if you see that friend often which I'm assuming you do if you mm-hmm. have a friendship or if you formed any sort of relationship with this person or a co-worker or something like that is you're going to see this person again and chances are if they felt comfortable asking you that one question they're going to have more questions in the future and if you don't if, if you handle it in a way of like respect and a relaxed setting, they're going to feel comfortable coming to you again in the future and asking you more questions. And hopefully it will get to a point where you can say, you know, I, like, I've brought up the, the mass and the liturgy a couple of times. I really want you to come with me in this. Or I've brought up Eucharistic Adoration a couple times in these conversations. And if you, you know, have these questions, I think, like, this is the right way to maybe delve into some of those questions uh, because, you know, there's the the knowledge of God, but there's also the heart of God and you need both. So yeah, yeah, especially if you already have people that you're talking to and they know that you're Catholic, like opening them up. So those things slowly but surely and having confidence that if God allowed them and planted that one question in their heart or, you know, he planted a seed in your heart to invite them to something that, He has more going on in that situation than we know and that even if we don't if we don't see that conversion come to fruition in our in our short friendship or our short time with that person like there's something that happened there that God was working in and working within their heart or even working within our heart that we just don't even know Um, so yeah taking those conversations in grace and not being too pushy but also like standing firm in yeah like I I believe that there's something here and I I want to share in that with you I, I would say that yeah. that, would, that was a that's long wonderful. answer no, to get wonderful. there but <laughs> yeah that's because I I've invited a couple people to mass and they've come with me but after that it's like well where do I go from there mm-hmm. like I've invited them to mass once and You know, there are people in Wisconsin, so when I'm in Kansas, there's not really a lot of follow-up with that, and I've kind of lost touch with them. So it's like, there's always praying for them, too, even if they don't say yes in that moment or if they've said yes in the past and nothing's really come since then. Like, just keeping them in your prayers, I think, goes a long way. More than than we know there, too. Yeah. Uh, More than we can understand.
1: Of course. Um, Those are... Those are, I think that was a really good, really good answer. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, like, I don't know if I've really had um, met too many experiences like that of uh, with people that aren't Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, inviting them in. Um, I have had conversations with people who were Catholic and who say, well, I'm not practicing anymore. Um, and like, here's why. And, um and I have, you know, I have I've listened to them and, and heard their stories, and you know, like tried to be uh, like respectful of like their, you know, the, the the pains that they've had, the the bad interactions that they've had, mm-hmm. um, and always immediately like I want to be like, well, you know, a good Catholic wouldn't say that, you know, mm-hmm. um, but maybe maybe a good Catholic would say that maybe. Um, you know, maybe it was a bad day or maybe, um, maybe it was bad communication or whatever, whatever happened, um, or, you know, just, just a bad interaction. Um, and that's, you know, it's, it's so hard to talk to someone who who has had those bad interactions, um, and who have like felt neglected by the church or felt, um, harmed by the church. Um, and like, yeah, immediately I want to be defensive. Um, but then there's the opposite side and then you want to be apologetic Mm -hmm. and you kind of, you kind of can't do either. Um, you kind of have to stand firm in like what you believe in. And so, you know, if, if, if it was because of a difference in beliefs, um, you know, you can't, you can't apologize for believing in something. Um, so it's, it's a little hard to it's a little hard to hear um when you know someone's been wronged uh by someone in the church and it's a little hard to hear when uh someone wants to believe but has some sort of different belief some sort of different moral mm-hmm. um and it's it's hard to have that conversation but i think probably like you said the best thing to do is just keep the friendship going, keep that relationship good, Um, continue to be a friend with them, continue to invite them into something else uh, and and hope that maybe they'll come to you with questions. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, You know, maybe maybe sometime you can help them heal uh, that wound that they have.